Happy Hispanic Heritage Month, y'all, and welcome to Love and Grit. I'm Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. This week's episode has us circling back with one of our favorite guests and sisterpreneurs. Yes, I made it up. Shannon Maldonado, because her new upgrade is about to take the city to another level. We will also catch up with a new friend to the show, Roddy Fernandez, who is using his Dominican roots to keep Philly on fire. But first, around the Philly faves, and Justin, what are we talking about today? Your go-to sports bar. I mean, this is a tough one because there's so many options. I don't think it's that tough only because I immediately think of Xfinity Live because no matter where you are, if you're going to an Eagles game, Phillies, it's right there. You can leave your car parked and walk over to the sports bar. And the answer. It's not. It's a great answer. Philly just has this amazing sports bar that's convenient to so many things. Okay, fine. Justin, what do you have? Because so I am being to, a Rudy Batootie. I'm going to go with Max Tavern, which is an old city on Market Street. It's actually owned by the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia guys, a group of them. They have the best chicken fingers in the city. Oh, okay. They're like chicken cutlets. But his finger, like a special honey mustard sauce. Yeah, good honey mustard too. Oh, I love a good honey mustard. Mm-hmm, me too. That's why I picked my place because my place is based on food. You can watch the game there. It's Champagne Bar and Grill. It's on Germantown Avenue in Shelton. I've been going there for decades because they have this turkey burger with lump crab meat on top. Oh, said they have this turkey. Here we burger, go again. Lump crab meat. But it's making me hungry. Yeah. That sounds and then amazing. They, they, what also matters that your favorite sports bar they heavy pours and shout outs to Champagnes. They be they be pouring. They be boring. <laughs> There's a whole list of go-to sports bars at visitphilly.com. Check it out. Find out what one's your favorite. We love a good circle back at Love & Grit. When we initially spoke to Shannon Maldonado, she was in the midst of pop-up shops and one brick and mortar for her super cool design brand, Yowie! Now she's back to talk about designing her new hotel and cafe. Yes, I said hotel. I told you Shannon's upgrade is taking the city to another level. You have a lot going on always. What's <laughs> keeping you most busy day to day? Well, currently, between us being in transition to the new space, it's also our busiest time of year since we're technically a gift shop. So we're gearing up for holiday right now and moving some things around in the store, which is exciting. So will you be at Christmas Village and all of the other marketplaces that are taking place around the holidays? Yeah, actually, we're excited to be a part of South Street was awarded a booth at Christmas Village. So we're going to be there as part of some of the different brands are represented there. And we've never done that before. So we're excited to be in a different part of the city and great audience too yeah but yeah october through december is our busiest time of the entire year every single year so we're just making sure we have enough stuff in the space and getting ready for that and i know you participated in our shop philly initiative and you selected several of your favorite products from different boutiques including your own do you have a favorite new piece i know they're all your babies but do you have anything (laughs) that you feel is like you know what this is the hot item right now you guys make sure you get your hands on it before other folks come in and scoop it up I think it will surprise you. We are having trouble keeping olive oil in stock. We carry this new olive oil brand called Graza and 
It's in our top five bestsellers, and I think it's going to be the gift of the season. What's so special about it? It's single origin. It's made in Spain. Most olive oil that you buy, I learned through working with them, is already expired or it's a blend of oils. So this is just one oil and it's delicious. And the packaging is really fun and clever. And it comes in a squeeze bottle, which has been a game changer for cooking. I use it every day at home, but... That is, I think, going to be the surprise hit of the season is the Graza oil. And then we always do really well with ceramic mugs at this time of year. That's a very like universal gift. So we're making sure we have enough mugs and cups in stock as well. To me, the mugs are definitely signature pieces, when, at least when I think of Yaoi, but I've never really even seen a squeeze olive oil containers. Do you have different flavors? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm all up in your, your website. Yeah, they have two signature types. One is called drizzle and one's called sizzle. So sizzle is like an everyday cooking oil and then drizzle oh, cute. finishing oil. But both are great. We taste test everything that goes in the shop and thought it was a really delicious product and also just a really great story and a great brand started by two friends in New York. On Rachel's back of favorite products, I was going to say, could you put us on to one of your favorite new designers? There's a brand that we're launching soon in shop. I think it's pronounced Jui Jui. And it's these knit pillows that are like kind of a big knot. So those I'm really excited about as well. And it feels like a different product for us. Like we haven't done a ton of textiles, which is cool. That sounds exciting. I feel like that's a natural transition to talk about your new boutique hotel. Like, Let's talk about design elements or aesthetics or vibe. But what can you tell us? Yeah. So I think what's really exciting is that the new space has a lot of nods to what you already know about Yaoi. It's very colorful. There's a lot of mix of emerging artists and established brands in the space. So brands that I've been following my entire career and then people that are making their first piece of furniture for us for this project. Mm. So I love that we're kind of evening that playing field and putting both of these things on the same pedestal. And if I could say candidly, I don't think there's anything that's going to look like it in the city or even feel like it, especially because our building feels very residential once you're inside as well. So it doesn't feel like a classic hotel. It almost is like you're staying at a friend's beautiful apartment. And we just have a really interesting point of view as far as how the rooms are laid out, different room matrix from really small rooms to like a two bedroom suite. And we love that we're on South Street and that we're in a very cool, eclectic, residential South Philly neighborhood. I'm from South Philly, so very proud to be down there. And I've been going to South Street my whole life. So I believe in the street wholeheartedly and cannot wait to see it unfold. It's a good time to give South Street some love. Yeah, no, totally. I'm really proud to, honestly. We looked at buildings all over the city. And every time we kept coming back to South Philly, it was like, what about South Street? When we found this, it felt so right. And it couldn't be you know, a better time for us to go over there. I'm even in the process myself of working to join the board of South Street Headhouse because I really want to be invested in the neighborhood from every angle and every possibility that I can. I love this next generational thing because it makes me think about when Kenny Gamble moved back home to South mm-hmm. Philly and he started mm-hmm. reinvesting in his community too. So I'm like, this is next generation. This is next generation. Yeah. And it's Shannon and it's the female, female of color. I love it. Right. The hotel, an obvious next step. You know, it's funny. It was and it wasn't. So when I started the brand, I'd always had a love of hospitality in my past life. I used to work in fashion. I got to travel a lot and I love staying in hotels. I love the experience of being in a hotel. So I thought at some point we'd maybe align there in some way, but maybe for another brand, like I was hoping 
another brand would see me and I would become like their gift shop curator or something like a larger hotel brand. So it was always in the back of my mind. I never would have dreamed we'd be doing it on our own, that my gift shop would become the gift shop to the Yowie Hotel. So that is, you know, beyond my wildest imagination. But I think I've always wondered how the space could transition from pop-up to store to like being more immersive in your home and lifestyle. That was always a goal. I just wasn't sure how we were going to get there. Oh, yeah. We heard that if you stay in the room, you can buy some yeah. of the stuff. Yeah. So most of the stuff in the room will be for sale either through us or we will direct you to the artists that we've worked with. So we have 11 suites and we see them as like a showroom that you can sleep in, essentially. And each room is different. So there's a possibility that every stay you'll have a different experience. We have one kind of overarching palette and overarching theme of what the look and feel is. But every single room has different furniture, different artwork, slightly different colors. Are you dipping into the Philly bag for the artwork? Of course. Yeah, we have Philly artists and Philly makers throughout the space. You know, with the shop, we believe design is global. But for this, we really tried to squeeze as many people in there as possible. And it's an ongoing project. So our idea is that if someone wants to buy a coffee table from us, from the space, we can sell that and make a new one with a new artist over time. So it's meant to always be changing and evolving with us. And now that you have a hotel, say there's an artist out here, because it's one thing to be placed in Yahweh, the store, mm-hmm. but Yahweh, the hotel is a whole nother thing. So are you doing like a tight curation? I would say for this, it's a tight curation to start. We have a lot of space, but we still have limited space at the same time. We're always there if you want to reach out and submit artwork to us. We hope in the future in the new space to do art shows down the line and different activations as well. And we've been working on some ideas with some brand partners as well, as far as like happy hours and dinners and workshops. That was a big part of our brand when we started was doing in-shop events. So we're really excited to have our new store is almost three times the space of our current store. So really have the space to spread out and do more things for the community. While you were describing the rooms, I kept picturing you being at a home show, like Philadelphia Home Show or something, and having a space set up that represents one of the rooms, but then people can see how they can also decorate their homes and where to purchase products. There's so many amazing, fun (laughs) things that you're going to be able to do. It's so exciting. Yeah, we're really excited too, for a few reasons. We saw very quickly, I worked on a project in South Philly called The Deacon. And one of the biggest questions we're asked is what the paint color is in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And just kind of removing that layer of you're curious about something in a space that you stay and we're going to tell you, we're going to have in-room catalogs with all of the colors, with all of the artwork, information about the people that are in the space. So we just want it to feel just more open of a process. Like there's no reason to hide that information of where we purchase everything. And then also to elevate and give opportunities, hopefully to these artists that are starting to have a bigger practice. So uh, for example, one of our artists that usually does ceramics for us, mugs and tabletop items, he's making his first table. So I'm like excited that someone could maybe see it there and buy this ceramic coffee table from- Is that the hot potter? It's uh, <laughs> it's Tom Frenzy, yes. Oh, is he? Is he? <laughs> yes, he's very. He's hot in every way. His stuff sells <laughs> out immediately. <laughs> yeah, so I think like, that's a big part of it is like sharing the information because sometimes it feels like you can't find that information even if you see a beautiful photograph online of a place that you stay. And then also to your point, it's like, how do we expand our brand and what we offer? We want to make our own furniture eventually. We want to make more home goods ourselves. So this is kind of a launching pad through working with others to showcase what else we can do. 
in my mind, this hotel is going to stick out on this street. I just think mm-hmm. of like how the Yotel like sticks out mm-hmm. on the whole block because it looks like a piece of art. What about the outside? So actually, I will say we took an opposite approach to that. So for me, it was really important that the hotel felt like a building that was always there. So we've worked really hard with the team to restore all the bay windows on the exterior to make it look as it originally did 100 years ago, you know, as closely as possible. So we want you to find us, of course, but we want to be like a part of the neighborhood. And I also love things that are unassuming. Again, the Deacon is a great example. You would never know from the outside what's going on inside. So I like the idea that you walk in and you're hit with color and objects and it's this very cool surprise. I think the building, and I'm very proud of the work my team has done on the exterior, It's it looks stunning. It's not even done yet. And we've gotten multiple offers from neighbors that want their bay windows done. <laughs> so wow. we're, we're doing a pretty good job. You're bringing up the neighborhood already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We wanted people to find us, but we wanted to feel very integrated into the architecture of the neighborhood. I'm an architecture nerd and I wanted it to feel authentic. Shannon, you are everything. That is what you are. It's amazing the things that you're doing. And you do it yourself. The only reason this is getting done is because of you and your hard work and your vision. And you have a great team too. I was going to say, I have a team. Yeah, I appreciate that. I have a really wonderful team, but I'm very proud that Yowie is going to really be cemented into that neighborhood in that way through this space. And it's beyond my wildest dreams for people to see this project come to life. We can't wait. Me too. I, you got to love it to do it. I tell people that all the time. Like if I didn't love being a small business owner, I would have quit a long time ago. It's yeah. sometimes a thankless job, sometimes a wonderful job, but I feel like I'm making a small difference in our neighborhood. So it's, it's a big motivation. And we've honestly, I tell my partners all the time, cause I'm, I'm in the neighborhood the most cause I work at my shop all the time as well. So I get live feedback from our neighbors, from guests, et cetera. And the amount of ownership the neighbors already feel over our building and the amount of excitement that they share every weekend. It's like so amazing. And also a reminder of how special South Street is. Like everyone has a South Street story of mm-hmm. I got my first tattoo. I met my husband. I had this rowdy night. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that. That's what the street's meant to like, be. Nice and cool. And it's so unique. Laia, nobody was asking you for your stories, oh, sorry, Laia. <laughs> she, she was saying what others had said. Okay. We don't need you disclosing nothing not right now you're right okay? yeah, last year when shannon was breaking it down, it, it, it sounded a little different it, 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 you it, know i got my belly button pierced there when i was 18 so that's my love it <laughs> and i got a really bad haircut at chop shop that used to be there and my mom was like i don't even have to punish you because that haircut is so bad because i like wasn't yes. meant to get my hair cut and then i went to school the next day and everyone's like why did you cut your hair and i'm like oh my god oh, <laughs> no. like, i roasted at home and at school after that one so that was not fun <laughs> shannon what have you learned like what part of love and what part of grit have you learned from this experience that's a great question i'll start with the grit <laughs> Yeah, isn't that the easiest part? Is that everything takes longer than you think? Everything is more expensive than you think. And I'd never been a part of the zoning process. Like we had to go for multiple zoning variances. That was a lot of emotional labor that I I had. I was like, I'm just going to design a beautiful space. I had no idea what that would feel like going through all that. So that was like the grit. 
inflation, the cost of building materials has gone up at least 30% since we started this over a year ago. It's been really wild. So that's the grit. I think the love is I moved back here in 2016 because I wanted to do something different. And I love the city. I hadn't been here for a long time. I wanted to create something that I felt was unique. And the city throughout every year has felt like there's more and more opportunity to do so. And I continue to share that with people all the time. I'm like, if you want to try something here, you should do it. You should try it and just see what happens. I have this enduring love for what I want to create and how many people I can bring along with me as I'm creating that. And I hope that our space inspires, first of all, other people to come to South Street, point blank period. I want more businesses on South Street. And then as cheesy as it sounds for people to like dream bigger, like I would have not maybe thought this. I work hard, but my partner Everett really put this idea in my head and I like couldn't stop thinking about the idea of us expanding in this way. So I think allowing yourself to have bigger aspirations is something that I've learned recently. And now I'm like, okay, what else can we do? Like, where else can we go? And like I said, the love of the neighborhood, just trying to get involved. How can I help being involved in neighborhood meetings, joining the board? That's like true love is really wanting to be invested in your neighborhood from every angle, emotionally and financially and spiritually. And it takes work. It's a ton of work and nothing is overnight. We're not going to change the face of the street overnight. It's a long-term project. It's something that's going to take time. There's going to be hard parts and amazing parts, but we're in it. Listen, there is no question that Roddy Fernandez has brought the fire to Philly. Like most folks, the pandemic caused Roddy to rethink his mission in life. And while his work was focused in the pharmaceutical industry for over a decade, it would be hot sauce that would connect his passion with his community. And the connection is apparent through his effort to create the tasty and healthy hot sauce, the fire, which has no sugar, no additives or preservatives. He not only partners with Phil Abundance to decrease food insecurity, he also employs folks from the area of Kensington to continue that fight. So tell me, I get scared by spice at all. Where do I start with your spices? Oh, I have a whole lineup. I have seven different sauces ranging from like the mildest of the mild all the way to something that I consider to be very extremely hot. Although maybe in Dominican, like we don't really eat that spicy. So my mildest one is called La Muerte and there's one that has Carolina Reaper. So the mild one is called Death? The mild one yeah, yeah it's, it's the mildest. Like, it only is he tricking you? Are you pranking her? You are pranking her. Like, he is pranking you. <laughs> and he was so genuine with it, smiling. The milk. Yeah, no, that that's dupe with a dropper. <laughs> Drops here and there, and it, it melts. He your was plate. like, "Oh, okay, he's gonna get you." <laughs> I'm so excited! Is death salsa? <laughs> yeah, try my death salsa. It's the best. So even my hottest sauce for people who like enjoy true like painful heat they try it and they're like it has good flavor Wait, but it's not uh, that hot <laughs> how do you have that in the same sentence enjoy painful heat that's that purple uh, flame stuff you have no actually purple flame is on the mildest side that's purple on the milder like, we were just debating that i put purple flame on the second spot of the whole lineup out of the seven sauces okay. so purple flame is on the milder end because it has blueberries jalapenos and serranos which are Ooh. not too spicy so okay. you get me with the blueberries but what was it salsa verde it feels that's like a mildest. traditional yeah yeah that's like my okay. traditional green sauce uh okay. tomatillos cilantro jalapenos very very mild almost no heat at all it's mostly for the flavor aspect of it let's talk about it why hot sauce 
So fun story. I used to work for Johnson and Johnson Pharmaceuticals for about 10 years. And at J&J, they had a farm across the street from our campus that they let us like plant peppers and produce and stuff and whatever. And I was making a chunkier salsa with the produce that we get from the garden for two summers in a row. And then come the pandemic, I started to like lose my mind at home as everybody did. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. What can I do? I need to like figure something else out. And I wrote myself a list of 20 different business ideas. And I was like, I could do this. And if I didn't like it, I'd cross it out. And out of the list, I had hot sauce in there. I was like, I've made hot sauce already. Why not make it again? And let's see how that goes. So I made 24 bottles of my sweet summer heat and I posted it on Facebook and it sold out in like two hours. And what? I was like, oh yeah, 24 bottles went in two hours. And I was like, oh, this is something. And I was like, okay, like it's just novelty. My friends and family were the ones that bought it. They just wanted to try and be nice, whatever. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, we let our friends try it and our friends' friends tried it and our friends' family tried it. And now everybody wants some more. Can you make some more? And I was like, okay, let's get into that a little deeper now. And then I started making more and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. One day at like three in the morning, I'm talking to a friend of mine from the Dominican Republic. We are on the phone having drinks on FaceTime. And I told her about it. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. And she was like, that is really cool. Have you thought of a name? And I'm like, the last thing that I can think of is a freaking name for the company. We were listening to music and this is a Dominican song where a rapper goes, porque la calle bota fuego, fuego, falla, falla. And she was like, name it falla because it's hot. And I was like, that is the dumbest thing you've ever said. It's, it's just not going to go well. She was like, think about it. And I was like, okay, if the domain is available and I can right. buy this domain right now, I'm going to name it that because it's kind of catchy, I guess. The, the mm-hmm. way that I spell it is F-A-I-Y-A, but it's fire. And just Yo, say fire. I'm about fire. to start telling people like when, to spell my name. You know that hot sauce <laughs> fire? Just take the F off and put an L. That's yeah. what I do with pizza. I just tell people to take the A off and add an I. Wait, he knows he really liked the idea. He just didn't want to have to pay her or give her credit. So he was like, yeah, that's corny. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that. But he was like, yeah, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to use it. Up. it. <laughs> it's real close. Look at that spelling over there. Roddy's also saying. And I trademarked it and everything. So I legally own the rights to the word. So how did um, it go from cooking in your kitchen to bigger scale? Yeah. I was always very scared of taking the next step. I'm like, I have a very steady job. I've been working for this company for 10 years now. I have income, insurance. retirement, insurance, everything. Yeah. Stocks. <laughs> yeah, Damn, exactly. Rachel. Look, when you so, leave a big corporation, the, the, the golden handcuffs. I was like, people keep ordering. What's the next thing? What can I do? And my wife was like, farmer's markets. And I was like... Yeah, but how am I going to do a farmer's market and cook if I'm still doing my job? Right, I, right. I need a commercial kitchen to be able to like sell out of a farmer's market. It was a whole like five month process, maybe to f- try to find a kitchen to jump into a farmer's market. And in 2021, I applied for like 36 different farmer's markets, but I applied in like April when by then the season was almost starting. So they have all their vendors. Three markets got back to me and said, yes, we'll have you. I rented Liberty Kitchen actually in Fishtown and I started cooking out of there. I remember making 40 bottles of one flavor, 50 bottles of the other and being like, no one's ever going to buy this. How am I going to sell 40 bottles of hot sauce? And then <laughs> it just kept selling and selling and like farmer's markets kept inviting me. I got invited to more on Sundays and then on a Thursday because like most of them happened on Saturdays. Then stores started calling me that they wanted to have my sauce too and just grew from there. The last thing that I did is that I opened my own manufacturing facility now. I have my own commercial kitchen that I work out of. From cooking 24 bottles of my house to 200 bottles of Liberty Kitchen, I make now a couple thousand bottles every day. This is within wow. like a year or two, right? This is like two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. 
In the very beginning, when you were first making your hot sauces, the smells and touching everything, did you get tired of smelling hot sauce and peppers? And were you ever like, yo, I don't want to smell another hot sauce ever again? It hasn't happened yet. Okay. It's definitely overwhelming. And I come home smelling like peppers and I have to wash my hair as soon as I'm done cooking because mm-hmm. it gets into your hair, habaneros and like onions. Yeah. You never get under like, your nail and then you like itch your eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I was first starting at home, it was one of those things that I'm like, I'm going to try this recipe for myself. It's not going to go like out to the public. I'm not using gloves to cut like habaneros and whatever. I'm just like in my own house kitchen. And then you think you wash your hands properly and you rub your finger oh. into your eyes. And the burn is very extreme. Yeah. Oh, I also read that your wife is Mexican. So I am all about her input into these hot sauces because between the two cultures, Mexican and Dominican, because you already said Dominican is not always considered like spicy, but Mexican is. Yeah. So. No, like for us, Tabasco is probably the hottest thing Dominicans will normally go for. And we are burning up. Why are we eating this? So it's not a culture that does spicy, but I learned to eat spicy things through her. And I always ask her, Hey, what do you think about this? Can we do this? And even going one step further, I always run things by her dad because her dad's like full Mexican. She's like mixed Mexican, Puerto Rican. And she was born here. And then I always like joke with people that my sauces have the Mexican seal of approval because her dad goes like, yeah, this is good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So your former colleagues at J&J, do you send them batches, boxes for the holidays? I do like send stuff to like all my coworkers that I liked, not the ones that I didn't. <laughs> Just like everybody gets a bottle except as for as long that as your person. old boss gets it, so they know what you're up to. <laughs> oh, my boss was like the the most friendly person. I remember telling her I was like, "Hey, I'm in the process of building a kitchen," and she was like, "Okay." And I was like, "Yeah, but you know, don't worry. I'm still gonna be here for the next year or so." And then come holiday season of 2021, I got invited into Christmas Village for a weekend. I got invited into Tinseltown in Oaks, and between both markets i was going to be working 40 days in a row so i had to go in the very next day after telling him that i was not going to quit and i was like yeah so here's the thing so you knew financially that that was the right decision to make oh i still don't know that it was the best decision to make i've been working full time for a year and i haven't taken a dime for myself every dollar that the company makes i throw right back into it and if i sell two bottles i buy enough bottles to make another 15 or 20 and when i sell out of something i just buy more and more well i know everybody uh, was talking about it during the roots picnic at the love and grit marketplace you were definitely the place to go and visit and people were more than excited that to see you there yeah, so. that day i saw whew, that like picnic, people that were walking around with those bottles yeah. <laughs> like as if it they was, were souvenirs <laughs> and i'm curious if the the chef community like the philly restaurant community have they kind of welcomed you in as well i know you're everywhere else they have so it's it's a weird thing because like i talk to chefs and people who are like trained in culinary arts and they have been working restaurants forever and i'm like my culinary experience goes from like making food at home that my mom taught me how to make and that I've learned with my wife and her mom to now I'm the head chef of my company and I'm the developer of recipes and stuff. And I'm like, listen, that's just like a big title. I make hot sauce. Don't compare me to like someone who's a chef, chef, like a trained professional. And they're like, no, like you're a chef. And like you do this. They're very welcoming so far. What's the bomb farmer's market to get your stuff into an area? If you get here, you're going to be all right for the Sunday or Saturday. 
Well, the ones that I'm doing that are like definitely working amazingly for me are East uh-huh. Falls Farmers Market, um, near, yeah. right across from the river. Yeah, on the Twin Bridges. And also Horsham Farmers Market, which is a little bit outside of the city. On any given Sunday, 1,200 customers. Mm-hmm. And it's a market that goes three hours. So everyone always ends up making a decent amount of money for a week in there. It's definitely been like a crazy ride. This is not where I thought I was going to be at in my life. I never thought saw myself making hot sauce and not having a nine to five. It's like the scariest thing. You are in with the trend. Can we ask you a final question? What does love and grit mean to you? So I established my company in Philadelphia and I want to stay in Philadelphia. And I tell my wife that all the time. I'm like, we are bound to Philly because I love it here. And Philadelphia is a city that has shown me the support enough for me to quit my job, for me to take this company to the next level. However, it's also quite rough as a city when it comes to like certain things. Billy's going to teach you lessons the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's still the city that I love. So it's, again, like everything that I'm doing, I'm doing in Philly. Everything that I'm doing, I'm doing for Philly. People keep telling me, oh, get a co-packer. There's this company in Florida that can like make your sauces. And I'm like, no, I'm from Philly. My stuff is in Philly. I want to hire people from Philly. And Philly comes through for me at my events. Philly responds to my things. Philly loves me. So I love Philly back. Okay, I guess the next time we got to get together is a sports bar because I know getting together in the Polo Classic was amazing. First of all, Rye Guy had so much fun and meeting Kareem and the different athletes. Yes. Good in those uniforms. It was a beautiful day and just the rainbow of people. There were so many folks there. You ran into everyone, you met new people. No matter where you sat, it was an excellent view of the match. This was a great event for our city, for our region. And my, my ladies, did they set it off? Did they set it off with the outfits? With the outfits? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Everybody was dressed so nice. You know. Absolutely. Okay. I know this event is just going to continue to grow. Grow and, it and grow. Yeah, better. it's become a big thing. Signature event for Philly. They did a wonderful job for the first year. CBS um, Evening News did a great job yes, telling the Anne story. Marie, so Anne check Marie it out. Green did a great job. Yeah, Philly girl, Anne Marie Green. Yeah. Yeah, she came back for that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so Work to Ride, an amazing program in Philadelphia. And this was just a beautiful event that benefited them. Follow us on the socials at Love Grit Philly. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. See ya.